Hello and welcome to The Sound Architect. We are joined once again by the fantastic Sissy Jones. Thanks for joining us again, Sissy. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much for having me back. It's an absolute pleasure. And you seem to have kept very busy recently. <laughs> yep, there's been uh, no shortage of work for me, which is awesome. Which is always good. <laughs> so let's start by talking about Adrift. So mm. you, you play the lead role of Alex Oshima. And mm -hmm. stop me if I get any of this wrong, but basically it's a first-person game where you wake up as an astronaut in zero gravity within a destroyed space station with no memory of the incident. Is that right? Yes, and uh, you have to figure out what the hell happened and um, how to survive and how are you going to make it home. Right, and it's, it's more of a narrative-driven puzzle game, would you say? It is, yeah. And so I play Alex Oshima, who's the, the playable character. I'm also one of the side characters who you will meet via uh, recorded audio logs and um, emails and things like that. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that, but I'm not sure how much spoilers there might be if I ask you about that. So <laughs> I promise not to spoil too much. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's Elizabeth Hudson, right? The, the yes. character's name. So I'm assuming you come across her in the audio logs, like you say. And yes. That kind of, it's more of the storage side of things. Yes. Now, you did a lot of breathing in this game. <laughs> so <Yes. laughs> I'm, I'm quite intrigued um, in more ways than one, because it's something that a lot of people will probably overlook. Uh, so I'm intrigued, endurance-wise, how <laughs> tough that was, keeping up that form of breathing for, for the whole thing. Um, there may or may not have been some, uh, some blackouts during that session. <laughs> um, it was definitely a different type of session than anything I'd ever done before. But um, Adam Orth, the creator, had such um, just laser focus about what he wanted and how he wanted everything to sound that um, that, it, that it worked out okay. I mean, I, I had to take several like <laughs> breaks and be like, hold on, hold on a second, I'm seeing stars. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been so intense. I mean, do you know how much time was spent just breathing? It was a four-hour session. So four hours of heavy breathing. Yeah. And I, uh, at the time I was also uh, about six months pregnant. And so <laughs> wow. during, during the asphyxiation scenes, um, there was noticeable discomfort in the control room <laughs> as they were worrying about doing damage to my unborn child, who is fine, by the way. She's a-okay. So hooray. Good. Glad to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm also intrigued performance wise, because it, it must have been so hard to put across a lot of emotions as Alex. Yeah. Breathing. I think um, I think the opening sequence really is my favorite of it because that's when you first wake up and you are not only floating in space, but you are kind of like being propelled outward and you wake up and there's like a rope tied to your leg and that's the only thing that's keeping you nearby. And so that panic and just just sheer terror really came across well in the breathing. And um, I, I, I was really, really happy with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounded awesome. I haven't actually played the full game myself, but I've seen quite a lot of gameplay. Is there actually any speaking part for Alex throughout? She says five words in the entire game. So you go from Firewatch, where I babble consistently for like <laughs> yeah. two to six hours, depending on your gameplay, to five words and a lot of mouth breathing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so there's obviously been some comparisons with the movie Gravity. Mm -hmm. So were you inspired by that at all or was that completely nowhere near your inspiration? I mean, I think anything set in space is an inspiration for something like this. Um, I actually kind of think of it more like The Martian. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to note that this game was in development long before the movie Gravity ever yeah. came out. Um, but uh, 
I think Gravity is an amazing movie. I mean, obviously it won Academy Award after Academy Award after Academy Award. But in that movie, uh, I feel like Sandra Bullock is um, a character who is always second guessing herself and maybe not uh, very confident. And, you know, the fact that she does kind of figure out how to get back to Earth is it's the feel good ending. But Alex Oshima is someone who is fiercely competitive and she she knows that she's the best Obviously, in this situation, she may or may not have done something to completely screw up, you know, the, the <laughs> space station and everything else. But but she knows she knows what's what. In my mind, being her, there's no doubt that she's going to get home. It's just a matter of doing the, the necessary repairs first. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes complete sense. So it's kind of more to me like The Martian where it's like, OK, we're, you know, we're going to science the shit out of this. And <laughs> we're going to make I can it. see that, actually. Yeah. Now, you talk about the character of Alex, and obviously you, you get a description of the character, you, you learn what she is and what she's about. How, how do you put that through just the breathing, going back to that, you know, all this kind of driven and, uh, you know, confident? How do you get that through? Um, sheer luck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, the thing about voiceover is um, long before I've spoken a word or <laughs> taken a breath as the character you have to do the the character development. So, yeah. you know, in my mind, I knew who Alex was before we started the, the breathing. And so hopefully that comes across to the player. But like you said, it, it, hopefully it kind of blends in. So it's not like, oh, my God, what is this breathing and will it stop? Um, <laughs> but it's it's just more about making sure I know who she is so that that comes across no matter what I'm doing with my breath, voice, mouth, face, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> Now, it's hard not to focus on the breathing, considering that's the, you know, 90% of Alex in a drift. Yes. But um, I also just wanted to ask um, again about the session. So obviously, is it Adam Orth, did you say? Yes. Yeah, was directing the session, right? So did you get given moments? Because obviously, the oxygen side of it is also the health side of it. Of, of You know, you have to keep getting oxygen to survive. Yeah. So obviously, you didn't just play the game and record the breathing along with it. How no. were you given what happens and when <laughs> so adam was literally on the other side of the glass so i'm in the in the recording studio and then there's a big sheet of glass and you know the engineer and adam and uh and the the line producer are on the other side of the glass and he's literally pacing back and forth moving his hands uh, kind of like a conductor as to what the rhythm of the breath that he wanted to hear in each particular segment and so okay. i could kind of watch him and know okay this is what this breathing rhythm is and then when when the panic starts to happen when you start to run out of air you know he starts moving his hands a little faster and so okay I understand like this is where I start to get a little bit scared and then we did I don't know like six to ten death breaths yeah <laughs> and we did you know we did a bunch of the opening sequence because he really wanted to make sure that that was nailed properly yeah. But he just he just had such just the laser vision of what he wanted, which is so helpful for me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm really curious as to what his reenactment of the asphyxiation scenes were. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was more like, OK, go. You, you're on. Your oh, OK. Oh, shame. I was hoping he'd, you know, flail also, around. And... Please don't die for real. <laughs> <laughs> please, as a preference. <laughs> OK, so in your experience playing more than one character within the same game, mm -hmm. which you've done before anyway, mm -hmm. 
does playing another character inform the character you're currently playing? Yeah, I mean, so I auditioned for Elizabeth. I did not audition for Alex. So Elizabeth is done in kind of my natural voice, which is the most comfortable place for me. And uh, when Adam called me about Alex, I was like, okay, well, I I guess I better make her sound a little bit different. Um, so we kind of played around with it when I got there. Um, he, he called me up and was like, listen, I, I love what you did with Elizabeth and I, I really want to have you come in and, and do Alex. And I was like, okay, absolutely. So I got in and, and we played around a little bit to, to, you know, make sure she didn't sound too butch or too like airy fairy or, you know, she still has to be grounded in reality. Yeah. But again, it's only five words. So so, yeah, it, uh, you know, just playing around, making sure that they were happy with what they heard and making sure that it's something I can sustain, which in this setting is perfectly fine. But, you know, in a lot of like animation or like wacky video games, um, it gets very challenging very quickly if you do oh, like, yeah. voice it can that you get can. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was it like breathing as a character? Did you have to come up with the breathing or could you literally just breathe? Most of our breathing is kind of quiet. So it was definitely um, breathing, but consciously louder. Yeah. Um, which feels so weird because we're always like, keep your mouth closed. Don't be a mouth breather. Mouth breather. <laughs> yeah. You know, so here I am like, uh, uh, uh. so uh, it was definitely, it was definitely different. But, you know, that's one of the things I love about this job is that I can get paid to mouth breathe. <laughs> <laughs> one of the best perks so far. <laughs> so what was the biggest challenge working on a drift? Was it the intense amount of breathing? Um. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question? I just I, I just got distracted real quick. No, no. Yeah, that's fine. So what was the biggest challenge when working on a drift? Was it the actual intense amount of breathing or was there any other challenges that came with it? Um, it was, yeah, the breathing was, was just really challenging in terms of um, not passing out. <laughs> <laughs> so what about a particularly proud moment? Do you have any moment in a drift that you're, you're particularly proud of? Yeah. And I can't tell you about it because it'll spoil the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one big spoilery moment towards yes. the end, I'm guessing. So I believe you can tell us about something else that's on the horizon as well. Mm-hmm. So what can you tell us about anything else you've been working on? Well, there's a couple of things. The Walking Dead Michonne series just released, and I am Norma in that one, who's uh, who's the big nasty baddie. Fantastic. Um, and then also releasing today, March 31st, is the long-awaited sequel to Baldur's Gate, The Siege of wow. Dragonspear. Yes, and... Uh, I play the Shining Lady, who is a very self-righteous character that uh, kind of drives a whole lot of evil in the game. Oh, fantastic. And what's it like playing an evil character? It's so fun. It's so fun. Like, it's got to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty nice person in real life, you know. Uh, I, I try not to go for, like, you know, killing people and causing mass hysteria. <laughs> so it's kind of fun to just, like, let loose a little bit on that. <laughs> <laughs> and go with it. Go with, go with everything yeah. you've been resisting so hard. Totally. <laughs> so you've already done quite a variety of roles now. Is there anything in particular that you'd love to do that you haven't done so far? Oh, my gosh. There's so much. I mean, that's yeah. the thing about about voiceover is that I'm not limited to what I look like or my age. So there's so much of, of what I would like to do. I'd love to be, you know, an animated character. I'd love to be a Simpson. I'd, I'd love to play Batman. <laughs> oh, Batman would be cool. That'd be one of the coolest, surely. Yeah. So there's there's a there's a ton. There's a ton I'd love to do. There's not much I wouldn't like to do, I guess, if that makes yeah. any sense. <laughs> is, is there a is there a genre of game 
for example, that you'd like to be in? Like, a, I don't know, like a horror or because a Walking Dead is obviously a form of horror. You know, horror is really hard for me because I have such an overactive imagination. Right. <laughs> so, like The Walking Dead gave me nightmares for like years. So I, I'm really loving the narrative story driven games that are out right now, you know, um, like Adrift, like Firewatch, Oxen Free, stuff like that, where the dialogue is sharp and the characters are fully fleshed out. I'm loving that. It's so much fun. Yeah, there's so many of them now as well. That it, you know, there's, there's more and more narrative-driven games as opposed to like action-driven games, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and, and you know, there's always going to be action-driven games. There's always going to be first-person shooters and MMOs and stuff like that because there's you know people who love them, and that's fantastic. But I I really love that this that this part of gaming is opening up and and you know people are really embracing it. I love it. Now, we may have covered this before a little bit, but have you played through most of the games you've been in? Have you had time to play Firewatch and Adrift? I'm a terrible game player. I'm a really bad <laughs> game player. Like, I don't understand how the controllers work. <laughs> so I've watched a lot of gameplay and, you know, I'll have like my friends play while I'm sitting there and stuff like that. But um, but no, in terms of actually playing them, I, I'm sure even in Firewatch, I would find a way to die. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you can't. <laughs> Even though you, you, you cannot die as Henry, I'm sure I would find a way to do it. <laughs> just walk into the tree enough that they're like, fine, fine, you're dead. <laughs> just one special death screen just for your playthrough. <laughs> so do you use it as a form of critiquing yourself? I mean, you, you must critique yourself as an actress, right? And oh, do you watch the gameplays and go, oh man, oh, I should have done this. Right? I used to. Yeah, when I, was, when I was a newbie, I used to. And now I, there's just no point. I mean, it's it's... I get to do what I do and I'm so grateful and I love every second of it. And instead of being like, ah, oh, I should have done, I, I actually take those and go, okay, well, next time I'll do, you know, yeah. which just helps me stay sane because there's, <laughs> there's always another way to critique yourself and make yourself feel miserable and it's just not worth it. So I'm sure there are things that I could do better and differently and, and roles that I could have acted better in, but... <laughs> You know, the directors are the ones that, that make the call. And if they're happy with it, then I can't complain. And that's what I was going to say, actually, as a, as a voice actor myself and speaking to quite a few voice actors, the, the, one of the first things you end up learning is that it's not always about how you feel about the performance. You know, it's it's definitely not up to you what goes into the game. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is funny because, you know, you see those like worst voice over performances ever in a video game. And I'm like, that's really not fair. That's no. really not fair because those people were not set up to succeed, you no. know? And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't like act shaming people anyway, because as actors, we put our hearts on our sleeves and it's really hard to hear that kind of terrible criticism. So, you know, I just say, look, <laughs> it's not up to me. This is how it goes. And, uh, and what made it into the game made it into the game. Well, it's true. You know, there's so many factors that it could have been that affect what was put into the game in the first place, you know? Yeah, I think a lot of people underestimate that. I mean, what, what's one of the the biggest things you've found working in voiceover where people really just don't get it? Oh, God, I have so many people be like, everyone tells me I have such a great voice. I should just do voiceover for extra cash. And I'm like, no, <laughs> sweetheart, it doesn't work that way. Because <laughs> it's so easy, right? I mean, it's so, I mean that's why no everyone's doing, doing it, it, right? <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing is, I think five or six years ago, and I don't know what the what the what it is now but five or six years ago the the ratio of auditions to booking for a union job was 150 auditions to one booking wow so it's really competitive i mean people are really loving this aspect of the business you know celebrities are getting into it more and more and they're doing it for scale yeah um and 
it's 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 really competitive. So and the other thing I will say is it doesn't matter what your voice sounds like. No one cares what your voice sounds like. It matters if you can say something believably and, and interestingly. And that's that's voiceover. That's it. Yeah. People seem to look at the voice side and forget there's an acting part after it. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's and, you know, it's, it's funny because you'll meet these guys that have the deep booming voices and they're just so in love with how they sound. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, you hear them listening to their voice as they speak. And it's 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 not compelling. I, yeah, it's I don't, not believable. I don't want to hear you listen to yourself as you speak. I want to hear you talk to me as my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just want to get up there and do their inner world voice for trailers yeah, and stuff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> By the way, that, that role is taken, be someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like they're just looking for loads of guys that can do that, you know? That's kind of the, the biggest misconception that I've seen is like, like you said, people forget that there's a whole acting component to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just like, well, I have a voice, right? So, uh, so we're that's, good. That's all I need, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I can't remember if you said last time, but did you ever have um, voiceover coaching or acting lessons specifically for voiceover? Yeah, I did. So when I made the switch, there was a voiceover school in San Francisco where I was living at the time. And the the owner up there has been in the business for 30 years. And she kind of put together this whole curriculum, which was really, really smart. There's nothing like that in L.A., Right. Um, you know, and it's 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 an intro to acting if you've never been an actor. Um, so you you kind of learn what that's all about. And then she breaks it into the different specialties of voiceover. So there's, um, you know, video game classes and animation classes and promo classes and commercial classes and oh, I mean, IVR classes. So you can learn like how to be a computer, you know, when when <laughs> people call the bank. Thank you for calling U.S. Bank, blah, blah, blah. Like that's voiceover. They're, they're, voiceover is everywhere. Yeah. Um, and there's so many different parts to it and she's broken it into the different niches, which is really cool. Yeah. Have you ever done audiobooks? No, God, I have a lot of friends who are just killing it in audiobooks and I'm so proud of them, but it's a ton of work. I was going to say, I think that's what puts me off. I think Ooh. it's just, it's so intense, right? It is. And like, I've, I've got, I've got two small kids and like trying to find the time to not yeah. record, but then edit. And I know you can farm the editing out, but like. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do like a thousand page novel, no? <laughs> oh, and again, like I have friends who are winning awards and, and just, you know, destroying it in the audiobook world. And I'm so, so proud of them. And I'm not going yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> fair play to them. It's, it's very, very tough work. So it's impressive when people do do it. Yeah, yeah, it is. Now, a lot of people are talking about the future of audio, the future of graphics and stuff with the development of technology like VR and stuff, you know, and... What do you think is the next step in the future of VO? You know, I think virtual reality really opens up a lot of doors, kind of in the same way that mocap has, you know, for on-camera actors and even voiceover actors. Yeah. But I think really taking the the level of immersion to the next step, um, I think is really going to be fascinating and very curious to see how it plays out. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's an exciting time to be alive, as they keep saying. It is. And, you know, again, as as voice actors, we're not limited to our age. We're not limited by what we look like. We're not limited um, by what, you know, humanoid creature we are. Um, <laughs> so uh, so it's it's interesting to see what people are interested in and what people keep coming back to is the human experience. Yeah, definitely. In, in, in my limited experience, at least. <laughs> Awesome. I think that's a great place to leave off. And uh, is there anything else that you wanted to say to our listeners 
uh, while we have you. If you're a fan of my work from The Walking Dead or if you're a fan of The Wolf Among Us or, you know, any of the Telltale games, in addition to many others, the sound engineer and audio specialist that, that recorded all of those games has just been in a terrible motorcycle accident. He could really use our help. His name is Jory Prum. And um, he's currently at Stanford in the intensive care unit where he'll be for the next couple of months. And he's got a long road to recovery. So if you are willing to share anything, there's a GoFundMe campaign for his his recovery efforts and anything is much appreciated. Yeah, we'll definitely put that link below because it's an awful, awful accident he's been in. Thanks again for joining us, Sissy. It's always a pleasure having you and we hope to hear more of you in the future. Absolutely. Thank you, Sam. It's always great to talk with you. Awesome. Now take care. You too.